Timing can be a funny thing sometimes because Vicki, our friend from Arrow Ministries who made the announcement earlier, mentioned someone up here in whitey tidies over his pants. Y'all remember who that was? Of course, most of us remember it was Don Newton. I, uh, I heard a Don Newton joke on Friday or yesterday uh, and I just, I had an urge to tell him. And so I told Cole that any time I heard such a thing that I would call him and tell him. So I called him last night and told Don, a Don Newton joke. Uh, it, so uh, if you want to hear it, uh, meet me outside <laughs> after worship. I won't tell it in here. This would be a good time to pray. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for each other. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for teaching us how to live every day, sometimes even through each other. We love you. We put our lives in your hands. And we open ourselves right now to hear your word, more wisdom, more direction from you to live as reflections of you, of your dynamic creation still going on all around us every minute of every day, and we thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. That line from Ecclesiastes is a conversation partner with another line that has stuck with me for a lot of my life. It's a line from Bob Seeger's song, Against the Wind. I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Which I think is a contemporary way of saying another line from Ecclesiastes in the wisdom literature. The more knowledge, the more grief. Or a particular anti-hero from television who said a little more bluntly, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Well, then, what is wise? What is wisdom? If we know what wisdom is not, what is it? Which questions are even the right ones to ask? I was told long ago that education is not about gaining the right answers, but about learning how to ask the right questions. So speaking of questions and proverbs, let's play a little game. We live by wisdom and proverbs and these little sayings more than we think we do. They're all over our lives. We just take them so for granted. They're almost a part of just everyday life that we don't even think about them but we have been taught and conditioned to think in terms of Proverbs. For example, you can't teach an old dog. Good things come to those. Absence makes. A picture is worth a thousand words. How do y'all know that? Y'all know these things. I mean, was this a part of your first, second, third grade curriculum? Did it? Did y'all go through? What? Okay. You forgot to tell me good luck today, Zoe. Okay, thanks. 
An old dog knew tricks. An old dog knew tricks. But what if you can? What if you can? What if we can still learn? What if we don't let ourselves ever get to the point where we stop? Those sound like the right questions. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it's not wise to ask such questions, which brings us to the heart of Ecclesiastes. In the center of the book is a central teaching that I believe to be the core of this little book. It's a teaching that moves from wisdom to God, which is where we should be spending most of our time in this life, if not all of our time. So this is Ecclesiastes 7, 10 through 14, which again is just smack dab right in the middle of the book, and I think that's on purpose. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money, and the advantage of wisdom is that wisdom gives life to the one who possesses it. Consider the work of God. Who can make straight what God has made crooked? In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other so that mortals may not find out anything that will come after them. Do not say, why were the former days better than these. It's not wisdom, but why? Why not say it? Why not say, oh, I liked it better back then? Because truth of the matter is, if you live long enough, you are eventually going to look back at some period and say, I kind of liked that. I liked that. There's nothing wrong with liking that. I mean, I liked the 1980s. I don't want to go back and live in the 1980s, but I liked them. But there's a difference between going and saying, I really liked that period for whatever reason. There's a difference between that and saying, those days were better than these. The difference is that going back and saying that was better means that we're missing out on the activity of God and the presence of one another in this very moment. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance. And then this great line. This is, this is kind of an ancient wisdom literature way of saying, the way that they put it, it's an advantage to those who see the sun. That's just a nice way or a different way of saying those who will stop and smell the roses. So when's the last time you stopped and smelled the roses? I mean, quite like literally. You actually stopped and, fit, and not, this is, I'm not being preacher, metaphor, simile, illustration here. I mean a real row. When's the last time you bent down and smelled 
arose. When's the last time you saw the sun? And it continues. Making comparisons to suggest that if you possess knowledge, you possess wisdom, that's about the best thing that you could spend your life putting your life into. And then the question that we actually started this series with, who can make straight what God has made crooked? The answer to that one is simple. No one. And yet we participate with God. And then a tough one. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of adversity, at least stop to consider. I'm not sure this is saying that God makes the joyful and the adversity. I think what it's saying is that God makes both days and that your day of joyful may be my day of adversity and vice versa, which is all the more reason to spend time together. You can teach an old dog new tricks. In fact, when it comes to God, even though life gets harder and more complex in some ways as we get older, in many ways God becomes clearer for those with eyes to see ears to hear, those who stop and see the sun. Not always, but I hope so. You know those Proverbs earlier that you somehow know by heart? There are more important ones that maybe you know by heart as well that lead us into the paths of God. Thy kingdom come, I will be done. The Lord is my shepherd. For God so trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Oh, good Church of Christ people. I love it. By the way, there's a little girl in our neighborhood whose birthday is this week. And she was walking her dog through the neighborhood. And I was coming back from a walk, jog, run, and I walked by her. And as she was walking and I came up beside her, I noticed that she was eating something. I said, Piper, what are you eating? And she said, a popsicle, because tomorrow's my birthday party. <laughs> okay. That's as good a reason as any as I can imagine. But it made perfect sense to her. And I had a point when I started that story. Can't remember. By the way, for you young dogs who may not know those little proverbs that we quoted yet, just keep hanging with the old dogs. That's the beauty of life together in a place like this. There are new proverbs for old people because there's still plenty in this world that's hard to figure out. Still plenty in this world that we have to learn and plenty in this world that we have to navigate day by day. If you look at old maps from medieval times, from the Middle Ages, even farther back in some cases, some of the big world maps have dragons and serpents on them 
right in the middle of vast swaths of ocean. Back then, a sea serpent or a dragon on a map signified danger or uncharted territory. I wish that real life had dragons in those kinds of places. It would make things a lot easier to distinguish between wisdom and folly. I used to read a lot of G.K. Chesterton. If you don't know G.K. Chesterton, he was a writer in the early, early 20th century who was way ahead of his time. I used to read a blog about Chesterton called Chesterton is the Besterton. <laughs> and that's where I read something that he wrote a long time ago that has stuck with me ever since. He didn't necessarily make the world easier in this little quote that I'm going to read in a little while, but Chesterton at least put some things in perspective about all this life, about God, about wisdom and folly that we have to attend to day after day. Chesterton knew that there were dangers out in the waters, uncharted territory. The world is a hard place to navigate, and it is filled with meaninglessness. And it is filled with dragons. Parables are true. Parables like the Good Samaritan, they teach us right from wrong. Proverbs are true. Parables and proverbs like the ones that we've been reading this summer, they teach us right from wrong. Even if sometimes they're like fairy tales, those fairy tales have deep meanings that are far more important and boiling them down to mere lessons. They help get us through life, not just trudging along, but with victory. And that is why Chesterton believed in our stories, and it's why Chesterton believed in what God is making us. Sometimes, G.K. Chesterton is quoted as having wrote this. Fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be defeated. Now, I like that, but that's not what Chesterton wrote. It's a great paraphrase, but it's not quite what he said. He was not quite that succinct. Instead, he told the bigger story like this. Just listen. Fairy tales then are not responsible for producing in children fear or any of the shapes of fear. Fairy tales do not give the child the idea of evil or the ugly. That is in the child already because it's in the world already. Fairy tales do not give the child his first idea of bogey. What fairy tales give the child is his first clear idea of the possible defeat of bogey. The baby has known the dragon intimately ever since he had an imagination. What the fairy tale provides for him is a St. George to kill the dragon. So if we are to be in the dragon-killing business which is just a way of saying that we are to choose wisdom over folly every day, then that business is to be done today. Not yesterday, but today.
Because today, at this moment, we are doing something wonderful. You know what we're doing that's so wonderful right now at this moment? We are telling the truth. Thus goes the end of Max Ehrman's poem, Desiderata. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul with all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams. It is still a beautiful world. Amen.